Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, baby. Built Bars are back. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, August 18th, year of our Lord, 2020. This podcast will be a bit more linear than yesterday's pod. Yesterday's pod played out like a like a Christopher Nolan movie with me starting from the beginning, but also kind of the end because it took place after I recorded it. This one will be much more straightforward. Obviously, I will be talking on this show about what will be tonight the Major League debut of one Tarek Skubal. I officially know how it's pronounced now. It is Tarek Skubal, like Derek, but with a T. Thank you very much to the wonderful Emily Walden for pointing that out on Twitter. She does such a great job of covering minor league baseball for The Athletic, but I am going to spend pretty much all of this first segment recapping last night's ball game. It was a 7-2 loss at the hands of of the Chicago White Sox, and of course in segment two, I will preview tonight's pitching matchup as Tarek Skubal makes his major league debut against these very same White Sox, but I will start off with last night's ballgame, a 7-2 loss. Uh, Can you call it a thrashing? I don't know. Five runs, it's it's a beatdown. I'm not going to quite say it's a thrashing, but uh, a game that very often felt out of reach, but had a few interesting moments, mainly the Major League debut of Isaac Paredes. But I will start off with another poor performance by Matt Boyd. Look, did it reach the levels of complete disaster that his previous four starts had reached? I mean, no, but you ain't exactly setting the, the bar pretty high here. Like, we're talking about a guy who'd had four completely terrible outings, and then yesterday was just slightly terrible. Now, there will be those people because Matt Boyd still has a lot of defenders. And while I do, to a certain extent, sympathize with one aspect of their argument, and that is, I don't believe he's as bad as how he's looked this year. I don't think he's as bad as 0-3 with a 9-6-4 ERA, giving up more home runs than humanly possible. But I have a hard time defending him. Yesterday, four innings pitched, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. Oh boy, those strikeouts that make everyone go crazy. And of course, gave up three home runs, including two to start the ballgame to Tim Anderson and Yoan Moncada. Look, I openly admit, I'm not great always at figuring out what is truly wrong with a pitcher. Like sometimes it's easy to tell. Like sometimes the guy's just missing. Sometimes his his stuff isn't great. Sometimes his location is poor. But but there seems to be kind of a, a mixed response in terms of what Matt Boyd's issues are. I remember Chris McCoskey early on was reporting that he felt like Matt Boyd maybe was suffering from dead arm. I think that that has been kind of debunked. You have people saying it's a mechanical issue. Matt Boyd has said it's a mechanical issue. And then you have people like me who just say, I don't think he's very good. And he hasn't been good at all so far this season. One thing that I point to right away, and it's an issue he's had forever, but I, I feel a need to bring it up. He's very stubborn with that two-pitch mix. Like, yeah, fastball's, you know, okay, you can work with it. Wipe out slider, but... That slider is only effective when he's getting ahead in counts. And you saw yesterday, whether it be on the first pitch to Moncada or, you know, deep in the count to Tim Anderson, he's either not locating that fastball well enough or he's getting behind in counts and is, you know, aiming it as opposed to pitching. And that fastball's been getting pounded. Slider was getting hit hard too at points yesterday and has gotten hit hard so far this season. 
I think he needs to adapt. And it's so frustrating to watch because we've seen a guy like Spencer Turnbull who has adapted, who has made the adjustments. His mechanics are better. The stuff is better. The location is better. His, he's mixing speeds better. He's far younger than Matt Boyd, and yet you watch Matt Boyd pitch, and he still seems very stuck in his own ways. It's still fastball slider. Now, I will say, in the last couple innings yesterday when he was better, I mean, he can't get worse than how he looked in that first inning, you saw him throwing a few change-ups. You saw him throwing a few curveballs. Why isn't he doing that more? The numbers are showing that when he throws that changeup, he's getting swings and misses. It's been an effective pitch for him. Throw it more. I mean, either adapt or die, buddy. The fact is, look, we got these guys, minor leaguers, who are soon to be major leaguers. Some of them already are, like Mize and Scooball. You got Manning coming in for reinforcements. That rotation is going to be pretty full next season. And yes, I am already looking ahead to next season. How can you not with, with the kind of talent the Tigers got coming down the pike here pretty soon? But you look at, you know, I think you could pass Pencil and Mize for opening day. I think you could say Scooball will probably be their opening day. Manning likely opening day. Turnbull obviously opening day. And then what? Falmer? Boyd? The way Boyd has pitched, the Tigers are going to have to make a decision. One of those guys, whether it be Falmer or Boyd, at some point next season, maybe not on opening day, but at some point next season, will be out of the rotation. And considering how fast everything is moving all of a sudden, Matt Boyd is in danger of playing himself out of that rotation. So I didn't think I would spend as much time on him as I did. He's just he's just such a fascinating, fascinating player to me, man. A, a true mystery. But Isaac Paredes played yesterday, made his Major League debut. Good outing. You know, one for four, a two RBI single, did not strike out. The, the thing about Isaac Paredes that everyone has said across the board is that this dude sees the ball remarkably well. He's kind of an old-fashioned hitter in that sense, where he's a guy who probably will hit for average when he's here. Average nowadays is something that is kind of an archaic thing. People view stuff like slugging percentage and OPS as far more important, and, and I do too. I'm in that camp as well. But you have a guy who doesn't strike out very often, who's going to draw walks, had a great strikeout-to-walk ratio in the minor leagues, and even more intriguing about him, 21 years old, the youngest position player to start a game for the Tigers since Avisail Garcia back in 2012, I believe. That's incredibly impressive. And the two RBI single that he hit yesterday against Gio Gonzalez was a phenomenal, and I truly phenomenal at bat there in the fourth inning. You you look at the pitch selection, you look at what was thrown. I mean, a six pitch at bat where he saw four change-ups in two fastballs, and the location on him was good. Especially, I remember the 2-2 pitch that he laid off of was something that most veteran hitters uh, would have swung at. And, you know, he showed patience. Yes, he made an error in the field. I'll chalk that up to nerves. I, I think, ultimately, the kid is still very young. You know, he'll probably make some mistakes. Has not necessarily been praised as a great defender in the minor leagues. All in all, I'd call it a successful Major League debut for Isaac Paredes. Now, I got to bring up one more thing, and I talked about this on my post-game video, but I, I, it's worth reiterating. I am scared, but also kind of in love with this White Sox team. This team is so dangerous, man. And I, I've mentioned this before, that I think that they have a brighter future than any other team in baseball, but that lineup especially, which schmoes like me have talked about for years, as being a lineup that is going to be one of the most feared in baseball for the foreseeable future, it's arrived. The last couple of years have been a teaser trailer. Well, the full movie has premiered, 
and these guys are dangerous. That is a hitter's park, and you got some great hitters. Tim Anderson is a dude. I mean, I know he won a batting title last year, and I know there's flaws in his game. He only, he only walked 15 times last year, but that dude is money. Uh, you, to me, he is, to the south side, what Javi Baez is to the north side. I mean, human electricity there in Chicago. Very, very fun to watch, and you look at Luis Roberts, and Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Moncada. Boy, oh boy, I, it, it makes me glad, and I brought this up before, but it, it, even if it's on accident, it makes me glad that the Tigers have loaded up on starting pitching in their farm system because there's a whole lot of firepower in the south side of Chicago that that team is going to have to deal with for the foreseeable future. I hope they're up to the challenge. All right, so that will do it for segment number one. When I get back, we will talk about tonight's pitching matchup, a battle of two young guns, including the Major League debut of Tarek Skubal. I will be right back. Built Bars are back, baby. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors. That includes nut and non-nut flavors. You have 12 original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Not not 99% chocolate. 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Oh, and also, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, all that good stuff. You look at some of these flavors, they really are remarkable. My personal favorite, the cookies and cream, which includes 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. And while you're at it, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back, everybody. Welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked On Tigers here on this Tuesday afternoon. Tonight's pitching matchup, an 8-10 ball game in Chicago on the south side of Guaranteed Rate Field. White Sox going up against the Tigers. I'll start with who the White Sox have on the mound. Right-hander Dylan Cease, a familiar opponent. We saw him just last week. In Comerica, the right-hander certainly likes facing the Tigers. This coming from MLB.com with Wednesday's victory. He is now 4-0 lifetime in four starts against Detroit. He has a 3-8 and mark against the rest of baseball. The stuff is dynamic. I thought last time out he, he was the, uh, the victim of some bad luck with a pass ball by James McCann. The stuff is excellent. I think this guy is going to grow to be a, a rock-solid pitcher here in the major leagues. His ceiling is pretty high. He has ace potential. And you're already seeing with the way his changeup has come along this season. Uh, he's grown as a pitcher, and I think that makes him extremely dangerous. But enough about Dylan Cease. Let's cease talking about Cease. The story tonight, making his major league debut for the Detroit Tigers, left-hander Tarek Scooball coming from MLB.com. This says the number 50 prospect on MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects list will make his major league debut. Is that not music to your ears or what? Completing his rapid rise from the ninth round of the 2018 MLB draft, the lefty was the story of spring training with a fastball that reached 98 miles per hour. Now, I don't want to burst people's bubbles here, but I do have to say we will not see a whole lot of Tarek Scooball 
this evening. It looks like they're going to limit him to about 50 pitches. I know that's incredibly disappointing. I don't know what kind of pitch count Mize will be on. We'll talk about that on Friday, but I, I believe they're going to try to get him, hopefully, to go you know five, six innings. Uh, Scooball's a bit of a different story. The stuff is unbelievably dynamic. It's electric. Some say the best stuff in the organization, but it is worth noting that he has not had uh, the most conventional summer. Uh, got COVID and got it bad during this summer. It was talking about how he had, you know, a, a fever in well above a hundred degrees, and it's it's taken some time for him to uh, to come back and and get back into that routine, being a starting pitcher again. But the stuff is too good for them to keep him down. And this is a guy who's put up great, I mean, phenomenal minor league numbers last season. In the minors, six and eight record in twenty-four starts. We'll ignore the record, obviously. Two forty-two ERA. The standout stat, though, in one hundred and twenty-two and two-thirds innings pitched, one hundred and seventy-nine strikeouts, a whip just above one, a fastball that is as firm and as fast as any left-handed fastball in all of the minor leagues a season ago. There are a lot of people who believe that his ceiling is the highest of anyone in the organization. You, you go back and forth. You read, you read a lot of conflicting reports. Some people think Mize is the best. Some people think Manning. But uh, in the last year or so, there's been a whole lot of people who've been clamoring that Tarek Skubal is the best pitcher in this organization. The one thing I will say is in the minors, uh, he got away a lot with the fact that that fastball is electric and he was able to blow guys away. And I think he will be able to blow guys away at the major league level as well. I worry, though, that as time goes on, he may get a little bit over-reliant on that heater. And that's a pitch that in the minor leagues you're able to rev back and just and just get guys swinging. That may not be the case once major league hitters adjust to it. So he'll have to make the necessary adjustments. I'm not worried about it. And uh, look, it's a, it's a tough task. This White Sox lineup is really good. They're really good against lefties. They have some great uh, power hitters, power right-handed bats that I talked about in the last segment. I think this will be an awesome, awesome challenge for the kid. I am uh, impossibly excited. I said this in the video I made after I found out that these guys got the call up, but this will be the first time, dude, in several years really, where I've actually watched a Tigers game and genuinely cared and been this invested in how a guy performs. And that's how it's going to be going forward here. And I, I can't wait to see that. It's about time we see these guys, you know, get called up and performing at the major league level. Yeah, I know last year we had guys like Jake Rogers who got called up that you were kind of excited to see, but he was called up probably too early, and that was like finding a, a cup of water in the desert. You know, it, it, that wasn't really much. And Jake Rogers was abysmal last year. I, I can guarantee you this. These guys, Paredes, Scooball, Mize, we will know pretty early on whether they got it. And you know what? I think they do. There has been zero indication that would show that these guys don't have what it takes to make it at the major league level. They have dominated every level of baseball that they've been in since they got drafted. Scooball obviously had a, a few injury problems, I believe, in college, but he has bounced back with a vengeance and been one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues over the last 18 months or so. Even if you haven't watched the Tigers over the last several years, which I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but let, just let's go with this. Let's make lemonade for a second. Even if you haven't, get to a television tonight and tomorrow watch the kids pitch for the first time in several years. There is a real reason to watch this baseball team. I couldn't be 
more excited. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here tomorrow recapping the Major League debut of Tarek Skubal and previewing the Major League debut of Casey Mize. This is going to be an exciting week here on Locked on Tigers. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.